And yours is the kingdom And yours is the glory And yours is the name Above all names And yours is the kingdom And yours is the glory Yours is the Thank you for your presence, Lord. 
just lift your name up, Jesus. We just speak it over our lives. The most beautiful name, the most wonderful name, the most powerful name, Jesus. And I just want to speak the name of Jesus.
Lord, it is our great privilege as always to worship you, to come together as a community, to lift up your name, to declare your goodness, to declare your faithfulness, especially here at the beginning of a new year, 2022. We trust you for this year, for every good thing that you have in store for us. And we love you and we bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, it's the uh, beginning of a new year and it's my habit sort of normally this Sunday when it's the first Sunday of a, of a new year where schools have started to uh, just deliver a message in terms of what I believe the Lord is saying to us for this year. But before I get to that, I just want to say, you know, we, we trust God for His grace and His goodness and His faithfulness over every one of our children, particularly that are starting significant years in their lives this year. I'm thinking of, of grade ones, those first ones that are going to grade one. I'm thinking of the new grade eights that are going. I'm thinking of matrics. I'm thinking of first year varsity students. And uh, we trust God that, that your year will be a fantastic year, that you'll experience the Lord with you. And we also think of all the teachers and educators that starting a new year. And may the Lord bless you in this wonderful year that's lying ahead. Well, always during a holiday time, I, uh, I spend a bit of time with the Lord and normally ask Him just what is His heart for us for this new year as a community? What is He saying to us? And I must say this year it was quite amazing as I, I, um, I just had a normal quiet time one morning. I wasn't particularly thinking about the new year, but just immediately felt the Lord started speaking to me and started speaking to me quite clearly about this year, 2022. And the scripture that the Lord gave me, which I believe is our core scripture for this year that uh, we're going to refer to every now and then, is 1 Corinthians 2 verse 9. And, and so let me just read 1 Corinthians 2 verse 9 for you. The, 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 Paul writes to the Corinthians and he says this. However, as it is written, what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, and what no human mind has conceived, the things God has prepared for those 
who love him. And that's why the title of my message is Unimaginable Good. That I believe there is good that the Lord has in store for us this year. There's good that he wants to do. But I recognize, and I'm aware, and I, I even personally experienced that, that we've come out of two very difficult years. And I think back of when, when COVID-19 pandemic hit the world and how sudden it was in a sense and how suddenly we found ourselves in a, in a lockdown and in hard lockdown and it was difficult and businesses were struggling and people were struggling and many uh, became ill and, and jobs that were affected and so much difficulty that we faced that I think it's, it's reasonable for many of us to feel like, you know, I, I'm, I wanna, I'm careful to think that there's good ahead. We live in a time where right now restrictions are being raised and, and it feels like things are getting back to normal a bit more. I was speaking to a headmaster this past week of a school and he was talking about you know, how they can now plan sport events again and can have 2,000 people at an outdoor sports event. And it just starts feeling like you know, things are going back to some sense of, of normal, whatever that new normal is. And, and there's a stabilization happening. But I still think there's a residue in our hearts of some shock value and trauma even that we had with COVID. And, and there may be in us a thing of going, I, I don't want to be too, you know, excited about this year. I, I don't, I don't want to be caught off guard against, again and be, be so um, just traumatized by the, the things that happen. So I'm, I'm going to be a bit reserved and I'm, I'm going to just sort of take it day by day and, and perhaps not be too excited. Now, I can completely understand that. I think there's many of those feelings that I've certainly felt myself and, and, and continue to feel. But it was therefore for me quite remarkable that I felt the Lord speak these words to us. And he said, I have got good that I've been preparing for you. Good to the level that you cannot even begin to imagine the good that I have for you. And, and I sense in that there's a calling of the Lord to say, come out of that that, that cynicism, come out of that fear, come out of that, that bit of hopelessness. Don't let doubt keep you back, but step forward. Step forward into the good that I have for you. It, it's true that things are coming back to, but we're back to normal and the environment feels like it's more positive and, and changing for the better. Um, and, and that there may be a little bit of our responsiveness to that that allows us to, to hope a little bit more. But I believe the Lord's saying it's not just that. It's, it's we have to be people of faith that can step out and trust God for the good, for unimaginable good. For, as the scripture says, what no eye has, what no ear has heard and what no human mind has conceived, what no eye has seen. We have to trust the Lord and have the ability to see that which cannot be seen, the unimaginable good that he has for us. If we don't, we, we run the risk of missing some significant opportunities that I believe the Lord has prepared for us. I believe the Lord has prepared significant opportunities for this nation. It would be easy for us in this time in our nation to have a very bleak outlook on things that are going on. Um, there's so much that has collapsed in our nation over the last years. There's so much trouble that we're facing. The, 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 the awareness we have of the effects of corruption. And politically, we are in a difficult place. Economically, we are in a very difficult place. There's so much reason to be cynical. But I want to tell you, I believe we need to trust the Lord for the unimaginable good that he has prepared for us as a nation. 
I believe as a people of faith, as Christians in this time where it feels like so much is against us, our culture is so moving away from us, we're experiencing more and more people disagreeing with us and even opposing us. I believe the Lord is saying there's unimaginable good that he has for us. I believe as Hatfielders, Hatfield East, Hatfield South, Hatfielders, I believe the Lord is saying to us, I've got unimaginable good for you. I have prepared, I've planned, I've purposed, I've been working for unimaginable good for you. I believe for you as a family or as an individual in your life, on your front line, in your family life, the Lord has unimaginable good that he has prepared for you. I want to ask you, will you dare with me this year to step out in faith and to start laying hold of that, to take hold of the promises that he has for you? You see, otherwise we're going to be like the Israelites. Remember when the Israelites were brought to the promised land in Deuteronomy 1, verse 26 to 27, we read the following. But you were unwilling to go up. You rebelled against the command of the Lord your God. You grumbled in your tents and said, The Lord hates us, so he brought, brought us out of Egypt to deliver us into the hands of the Amorites to destroy us. Here the Israelites were brought out of Egypt, out of slavery, and, and uh, taken on a rather short, quick journey comparatively to the, the edge of the promised land, to cross over and to take hold of the promised land. But they couldn't see it. They, they, they didn't think that it was possible. All they could see at that moment when God said, I've given you the promised land, all they could see were the giants that were in the land and the trouble and the problems. And, and so in their fear and in their, in their, in their doubt, doubting minds, they started saying, surely God brought us here to destroy us. God brought us here to hand us over to the Amorites. They made these ridiculous assumptions. Why would God... Do that. Why would he go through all the trouble of rescuing them from Egypt just to hand them over to another group of people? It's, it's ridiculous. But you see, that's what fear does for us. That's what doubt and cynicism builds up in our hearts. And we're so afraid to step out and trust God for the more that he has for us that, that we would rather believe the worst. And that's part of our human condition. It's easy for us to believe the worst. It's not so easy to believe the best. And so when God says to them, go, and, and we read it in Deuteronomy 1 verse 8. The Lord said, see, I have given you this land. I have given you this land. Go in and take possession of the land the Lord swore he would give to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and to their descendants after them. For hundreds of years, the Lord has been saying, I have given you this land. Now the Lord says to this generation, that group of people, you are at the right time, in the right place, to take hold of the promised land. It is yours. Of all your predecessors, of all the generations before you, they longed for the promise of the, of the land that would become theirs. You are the ones that are going to step over and take it. It's yours. You have arrived in history and by the providence of God, you are the people that have arrived at the right place at the right time. Unfortunately, they missed another ingredient. You see, to step into the will of God, to experience the unimaginable good that God has, you have to be in the right time, in the right place, with the right attitude. They were in the right time, in the right place, but they didn't have the right attitude. 
They didn't have an attitude of faith. They didn't have an attitude of hope. And just because they didn't have the attitude of faith and of hope and of trusting and believing that God will do what he said he will do, they did not put a foot into the promised land. In fact, they marked time for the rest of their lives. They just wandered around the desert. Essentially, waiting to die, they wasted their lives. God had to wait to allow this generation to die out so that a new generation could stand up and come to that same point, be at the right place in the right time, but also with the right attitude, with an attitude of hope, an attitude of faith, An attitude that says, yes, God can do it. If God says he can do it, God can do it. An attitude that says, no matter how big the giants are, no matter how big the problems are that we face, how many cities there are with great walls that we have to overcome, if God says he's given us the land, we can possess the land. So that generation had to waste the rest of their lives, 40 years, just wandering around. Sure, they saw many miracles that God did for them. Because God is gracious and faithfully sustained them. But that was never his plan for them. It was never his plan for them to experience these wonderful miracles of manna and quail and, and, and the, tower, the cloud, of, uh, cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night. Those are all wonderful stories. But they weren't supposed to experience those things. They were supposed to be going and seeing his miracle working power in the promised land. Can you and I be at the beginning of 2022 in the right place at the right time with the right attitude? Because I believe we are at the right place and in the right time. And that's the work of God. That's the providence of God. That's the part he does is he works things together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purposes. The spirit works in in our times and in our places. And he brings us and I believe he's saying to us, I've brought you to the right place at the right time. Will you have the right attitude? Will you believe? Will you dare to believe? Will you dare to believe when God says, I have prepared good for you? In your family? Can you trust God for the good? In your finances, can you trust God if He says, I have prepared good for you? Or do you just see the giants, the giants of no economic growth, of inflation, of interest rates climbing, of exchange rates dropping, of the fuel price? I mean, there's a giant for you. That's a giant fuel price. Or is, is that what you see and you're saying it's not possible? If God's saying, I want to take you forward, I want to take you a step forward. I was having a conversation with somebody that's saying, I I believe it's our time to buy a house. But people are telling us, no, don't do it. If God is saying, step out, then step out. Trust him. Be responsible. But we cannot not do things because we're afraid. If ultimately things don't work out, but we've tried everything, then we're people of faith. We step out and we try something different. We keep moving forward because God is saying, I have prepared good. And not just good, but unimaginable good. More than you could ask or think. Now, that that just sort of blows my mind. I must be honest with you, that, that sentence. Because I've seen good. I mean, you've seen good. I've experienced good. We've all we all know good. We know what good is. I mean, I, I, I was there the day my wife walked down the aisle and, and it was like 
the greatest moment of my life up until that point. I should probably say, still is the greatest moment of my life. I mean, I've experienced good. I was there when my four sons were born. And I, and I, I was there when they took their first breath. And that, that's good, man. I, I've seen good. So when God says to me, you haven't seen good, I, I want to say, no, 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 Lord, come on, hang on. I've seen good. I, I've seen some good. I, you know, I, I was there. Um, I was in the UK, as it was, when we won the 1995 World Cup. And, and that was a good moment. I, I was in Orlando Stadium the day the Bulls played in Soweto for the first time. I, I was privileged to be there walking the streets, those streets, and seeing the, this amazing spirit in our nation. I mean, I've seen some good. Lord, don't tell me I've not, I don't know good. I know good. But the Lord says, you don't know compared to what I have prepared for you. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, Stretch your imagination. I'm, I'm going to rattle your mind. I'm going to, I'm going to blow your mind. You, you're not going to have words to describe, the Lord says, the good that I've prepared for you. Now, we know ultimately this, this refers to salvation. The unimaginable good that God, the holy, righteous God, can forgive a rebellious people and make us become his family again. And bring us into life eternal and all the blessings that he has for us. That is the unimaginable good. But in that is every unimaginable good that he has prepared for us. Dare we believe it. Dare you and I be those foolish people that says, if God says he has prepared unimaginable good for us, I'm going to believe him for it. I'm going to trust him for it. Or are we going to play it safe? Are we going to be so concerned with our with our, our reputation and say, oh, well, we got it wrong. Be so scared. Because we don't know what's around the corner. We don't know what's coming. In, in, in January 2019, I remember it so clearly. We were planning and had certain things and we had no idea what was coming around the corner. We don't know. But I know who God is. And there, I want to say to you, God has unimaginable good. That he has prepared for us. That he has planned for us. Now herein lies some of the challenge. If God says, you don't know the good that I have for you. You, you can't even begin to wrap your mind around it. If you take all the good you've experienced in your life. And you combine it and multiply it. You still can't fathom the good that I have for you, God says. I mean, isn't that the challenge? Now, how do I know the good that I can't know? How is it possible then? How do I trust God for something that I can't know? And that's where you and I are so privileged because we have the Holy Spirit. The rest of 1 Corinthians 2 verse 9 says the following. Let's read it together till 11, verse 10 and 11. These are the things God has revealed to us by His Spirit. The Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. For who knows a person's thought except their own spirit within them? In the same way, no one knows the thought of God except the Spirit of God. You and I have the Holy Spirit that's been given to us, who is part of the Trinity. He is, he is in the Godhead. He's like our insider. He's our inside information. He's there in every meeting, every discussion that the, the Godhead has about everything that God is planning and preparing. The Holy Spirit is privy to every information. There's no secrets the Holy Spirit doesn't know. He's got top secret clearance. 
He's right there planning being part of it. And he's with you and me. So when God says, I've prepared good for you, guess what? The Holy Spirit has been part of that preparation. And he comes and he starts revealing to me. He starts stirring my heart. He starts positioning me. So just me saying to you today, I believe that the scripture that says that God has prepared unimaginable good for us is the Holy Spirit starting to draw us, to point our eyes, to begin to open us up to the possibilities that God will show us. We have the Holy Spirit, the very heart of God that we can, be under, we can understand. Just like Noah was able to understand a flood even before he knew what rain was. We can know what God shows us. Just like Peter knew that Jesus was the Christ of the Son of the living God, though no per person could reveal that to him, we can know the goodness of God. Just like Joseph knew while he was in prison, that God had things in store for us. We can know because God reveals to us. Just like Mary, a teenage girl, could know that she was the mother of the Messiah because God revealed. God knows how to reveal things to us. He doesn't, he doesn't play hide and seek with us. He doesn't like to keep us in the dark. He wants us to know. But to know we have to keep our eyes open. To search, to look, to not be filled with doubt and fear, but to allow the Spirit to stir faith in us so that we can begin to see with eyes of faith. Faith is seeing that which is not as if it is. Faith is the ability to see that which God is preparing for us even before it is there. Faith is taking hold of the promised land before you've even set a foot in it. In your heart and in your attitude and in your mind, you're saying, I own the promises of God. They are mine long before any of them has been fulfilled because that's what faith does. Faith positions us. It's the third part of that formula so that when we're in the right time, in the right place, with the right attitude, we can lay hold of what God has promised for us. That's what faith is. Faith allows us. Sometimes I don't have faith for the, the end of the line, but I've got faith for the beginning of the race. Sometimes I don't have faith for the whole thing, but I've got faith for the first step. Sometimes if I'm going to buy a house, I don't have faith for the two million or three million rand that I need to have faith for, but I've got faith for this month's payment. I know how to start the journey. Sometimes I don't have faith for, for the complete healing of the cancer that I have to trust God for. But I've got faith for today's provision. But as I allow faith to, to, to be drawn by the Spirit in faith, the, the faith grows. Remember, faith is a mustard seed. Faith develops. Faith increases. I've got enough faith to begin with. That's good. That's fine. That's all you need. Just begin. If you can say, yes, I can see the first step, then, you, then you're good to go. Because I trust God for the rest. And that if I, if I can see tomorrow and I step into tomorrow, then tomorrow I can see the day after tomorrow. But I can't see the day after tomorrow if I don't go into tomorrow. Does that make sense to you? I need to, thy word is a lamp unto my feet, a light unto my path. 
I believe God is calling you. He's, he's, he's inviting you. He is encouraging you. He is commanding you to I say, stand up and let's step forward into the promises that I have for you. God has good things in store for us. I don't know what those good things are exactly. Because the scripture says, no eye has seen what no ear has heard and what no human mind has conceived. But I've got an idea. I'm trusting the Lord for some things this year. You know, we, we're starting a, a project, and, and we'll tell you more about it soon, where, where we're going to be broadcasting on ETV to an open audience. And we felt the Lord say to us, it's time to take the land, to, to share the word with people, not just on, on, a, on a Christian television space, but open space. And so we put together a program with people that have helped us, which is like a talk show. And, and every Sunday for 13 weeks, we're going to be broadcast. I'm trusting God for us to reach people, for new souls to come to the kingdom. I'm trusting God for growth in the kingdom. And we're stepping out. We're stepping out. I'll be honest with you, I feel like, ooh, I mean, this is a little bit outside of my experience. And it's certainly not a comfort space. And, but if God has said, we've got to step out. And there's many other things that we're going to step out in this year. What is God stirring in your heart to trust Him for? What is He saying to you? You're at the right time, at the right place. Now come on, put out your faith and trust me. So that we can trust Him together in this year. So I'm going to end our time and our, this word this morning. And I want to encourage you. Stand up. If there's doubt in your heart, if there's fear in you, if there's cynicism in you, I understand that. God understands that. But can we say, Holy Spirit, we surrender that to you. We want to hear your voice. We want to hear what you have to say to us. We want to respond, Lord. We want to see you in our front lines. Perhaps in your work situation or whatever your front line is, where, you are, where God has placed you, you, you're just seeing it's dark, it's, there's no hope. Trust God. God is saying, I'm giving you the land. This is your promised land. You just see giants, man. God says, I'm taking you into your promised land. Can we trust God together? Can I invite you? Can I ask you this morning, just where you're watching with me, if it's possible at all, won't you stand? Sort of just a prophetic act of saying, I'm getting up, I'm standing, I'm getting in the ready position. I'm not going to be like those Israelites that just, just cower back and say, no, it's not possible. God can't do this and end up the next 40 years, however long it is, to just meander around and mark time. I, I want to be ready. So let's stand together. Be in a ready position and say, Lord, show us the unimaginable good that you have for us. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are with us. We're going to focus a lot on the Holy Spirit this year and trust the Holy Spirit. And our week of prayer and fasting is going to be all about waiting on the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is who we need to show us this unimaginable good that God has for us, to give us the courage, the boldness, and the strength to step out in the beyond where we feel comfortable. So join us. Be part of that. But let's pray together this morning. Come on, let's stand. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we hear your voice and we dare to be those people that say, yes, Lord, we believe that you are speaking. We know we've seen so much difficulty. We know we've seen so many bad things and we've been traumatized. And, and, and in a sense, we're, we're, we're fearful. We, we're concerned. We don't want to put hope out too much. We, we, we just, there's lots that we uncertain about. But today, Lord, we hear your voice and we hear you saying that you have prepared good for us more than we could even think. 
And so, Lord, we want to be in the right time, in the right place, with the right attitude. And we ask you by your spirit right now to stir us in our faith so that our ears can be opened and our eyes can begin to see what you have in store for us. Let us be people of faith today so that you can move us forward and so that we can take the promised land. And we thank you for that, Lord Jesus. We take authority over fear. I take authority over every person that is bound by fear right now. I speak to that fear. I say, in the name of Jesus, you will not keep God's people captive, but truth and light will shine in their hearts right now, and the fear will be overcome by the love of God and the grace of God. Thank you, Jesus. And I trust you for every one of us, for us as a community, for us as a nation, for the more than we could even ask or think that you have prepared for us. Unimaginable good. And we thank you for that today in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for being with us today. If you want to reach out to us, then there will be prompts on the screen of how you can do that. If you want some prayer, we'd love to pray with you. If you're in another area, I want to say come down on a Sunday. We're allowed to have... You know, are building so much more space for people and to come and be part of our worship and be part of a community on a mission. May the Lord bless you.